What is happening, young lady? How are you? (laughs) Pretty good. How are you? Doing very well. It is nice to be able to do this. I know. For the first time. This is very cool, man. We've been going back and forth for, you know, for a long time on all things parenting and family and and just you know positivity and leading and all the good stuff so um it's nice to be able to do this thank you for hanging out with us for a while happy to be here this is awesome man um in my i'm gonna let's see i'm gonna go i'm going to spotlight you i'm gonna put the ugly yeah i know right let's go big uh, <laughs> i'm gonna put the ugly gray bearded guy next to you there too and then let's get Coach Wit in here too. I'm gonna find her, and I'm gonna get her in, and we'll get uh, everybody on the screen. Boom! There's Coach. There's Coach. She's having some uh, tornado warnings and stuff too, so if she ends up popping out. That may be a tornado issue. So we'll see if we can get her in when she's in. So okay. um, we'll, we'll just get rocking and rolling. So I mean, okay. my sister's name is Courtney too. So we're practically related. I we're think basically related. We're basically, yeah, totally, a hundred percent. And I already feel like you and I get along better than maybe she and I do. Maybe, um, that's okay. No, not a big deal at all. Um, this, uh, I want to give you some context here. We've got a bunch of amazing ladies from all over the world, um, that get to join us live on this. We get to do, um, we get to have the best conversations with some of the best ladies on the planet. And um, these are ladies that are moms, they're wives, they're just, they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're leaders. Um, They are just working to be the best versions of themselves. And so um, tonight is about getting to know you and chatting with you for a little bit. And then uh, these ladies will come in and and ask some questions too. So we'll just have fun, super easy conversation. Okay. Um, So I always like to start, I mean, you can do the whole like, there's a bio thing, and then there's the IG bio, which for you is like, it says like mommy, wife, uh, and MS ass kicker or, or something like that. Right. So I love that too, oh. but I'd rather start with who Courtney says she is. Let's start there. Cause that's a different question. Who do you say you are? Who do I say I am? So I am, I grew up on Long Island in New York. Um, I have been, I was dancing from the time I was like three years old. Um, I, it, it basically became my life. I competed my whole life. I danced for the New York Knicks for a little, and then I decided to audition for a TV show. Um, so you think you could dance and I, did that. And it kind of changed the whole trajectory of my life. Cause I was going to school to be a special education teacher. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I never thought I would, uh, leave New York. Like if you would have told me that I'd be like married and raising my kids in California, it's just not what I would have thought. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, what I could, I could, t- I could tell you a lot of the things like that have had such a amazing influence on who I am. And, Um, my dad and my parents have been probably like my biggest influence. My, my husband likes to joke. He's never met a person that has took pretty much like 99.9% of everything that their parents like made them and like took it. (laughs) Parental parental advice. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty great. I, I, um, I would say. I 
I'm pretty tough cookie, but I am, I'm sensitive. Um, I am really protective of the people that I love. Um, and I'm a, I, I like to work hard. Um, I think it's like been my, like when you guys posted that, um, thing on Instagram, that quote on Instagram, I, I was reposting it and then I didn't even see that I was on the second page. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So I was literally like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, that's what I like really try and live my life by. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard as a mom and trying to, you know, I say to my mom all the time, I'm like, I am unsure how we were all alive. You looked cute. You had a pretty happy husband. <laughs> Our house was clean. Like we stayed alive and you're, you were happy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a really, um, I have a different appreciation from, for where I came from now. Um, and then, yeah. So being, I, I would say I'm like, a my, my insert mommy, like really, um, I mean, as you all know, it like changed, it changes your entire life. Um, there's a period of like, who is Courtney, you know, (laughs) who is, who am I? Um, but yeah, I try, I really try to do a little like self-love to be like, no, like you take pride in what you look like. Like you like to work out, you like to, you know, work when you can, you like you, you know, I try to remember who I am and where I came from as, as much as I can in the day to day insanity. (laughs) I love that. That is, I mean, that is such an important, I mean, that's such an important piece, right? And that's men, women, otherwise it doesn't matter. It's that identity piece. We've been talking a lot about that with the men and with the ladies. and And we actually start, you know, the 12 months that they go through, it's all around, our own individual psychology. And that's really what we go into is that identity piece. And it's, it is, there are so many of these, these, these moments in life, especially when, when you get married, it's like, okay, I, I'm changing. Is my identity changing or am, am I becoming a better version? Like, what does that look like? You wrestle with those things. And then when you become a mom and now you're exhausted and now you're responsible for another human, it's taken to a whole nother level. And, you know, so we're continuously doing that and upgrading, you know, you know that part of our life. So I think that's so fascinating. So I want to walk through um, a, a little bit of that journey, if, if you don't mind, um, just so again, we can give more context to listeners, but to the ladies here too, so that they can jump in so you've got Courtney in Long Island and she starts dancing early but you Mm -hmm. thought you were going to go into special ed so what about that first big decision of shifting like what was it was it an opportunity was it a change of mind change of heart what did that look like it's interesting it's like I I didn't realize so I was the baby of the team when I auditioned for the Knicks so like my senior year in high school I was I knew I was like I am not ready to stop dancing and I didn't really want to do like the rah-rah shish goomba like dance team like I was like how do I like like really perform and so I grew up going to Knicks games and seeing the Knicks dancers I was like sure let me let me try it and um I, I made it and it was an an amazing process. And I was 18 years old and all of the girls were like, you know, 23, 24, who are still now to this day, my best friends. But like, my father was like, uh, your curfew was, uh, you know, 11 o'clock last summer. Now we're taking the one train. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know? So it was a big, um, 
it was a big adjustment, but I was going to school and I, I let, I went to Manhattan college in Riverdale. And when I joined the team and like, I was going to practices after my classes, I saw that these girls were like hustlers and they worked super hard and they had like other jobs, but like most of them were like professional dancers and working professional dancers. And I don't think that I ever even, it ever even crossed my mind to be a dancer. Like I didn't know that you could actually like do that and succeed. Um, And so, you know, like it came to like my math final or like a Missy Elliott audition. And I was like, I'm a little conflicted here. Um, And so that was pretty crazy. And so I kind of like, I said to my mom and dad, I was like, I, I think I really, I really need to pursue this. And my mother looked at me and she was like, I wouldn't take that life if you gave it to me on a silver platter. Like my, my, my dad's saying is I'll let you like, I'll let you fall and scrape your knees, but I'm never going to let you throw yourself in front of a bus. And like my, but my mom's saying is like, no, I want you to scrape your knees, you know? So, um, my dad was like, listen, like, okay. Like if there's anybody that can do this, I believe that we raised you and, in a way that like you can, but I I need a plan, you know, like I need a plan. We can't just like, you know, and then I saw my, I saw um, auditions for So You Think You Could Dance. And I was like, I think I'm going to give this a shot. And so I flew down to Charleston and it just, it truly shifted everything, shifted everything. And I always think back of like my mentality back then was like, like, it wasn't like a, I was so young and green. And like, even when I auditioned for the Knicks, it's like, oh no, I'm going to make the team. Like, this is just like what I have to do to get there. And I'm like jealous of that mindset because like, as you grow up and like, as the world happens and like, you're handling Mm. harder and harder things, you're like, you start to like doubt yourself and do, you know, meanwhile, it's like for that. So you think you dance audition, like thousands of people auditions, but I, but I was like, mm, it's cool. Like I have to like, this is just what I have to do. You know? So I, I, I'm jealous. I like, I try to tap into that mentality mm. as much as I can too. Um, but yeah, that changed my life completely. I, I, I love that conversation right there too. So, um, First of all, a huge shout out to to all the the working dancers. So my sister was 19 when she made the uh, 49ers. Oh wow, that's awesome! So she cheered for the Niners for like six years, I think, and she was the baby too, you know, going through. And so I got to meet um, a a lot of the girls that she worked with for for a long time. And and man, some of the hardest working individuals ever. Like this wasn't their full time they were doing this as a full-time gig, but they weren't making money on this. So they had full-time jobs. They were pursuing all these other like fascinating, brilliant human beings, you know, so many of them. Um, So definitely a big shout out on that, that mindset of, of course, I'm going to make it. Of course, I'm just going to do it. That youthful exuberance, right? I like that youthful. That's exact youthful exuberance. There is something to be said for holding on to that. Totally. As we go forward, right? And we, I think a lot of times we'll put it to the side in the name of growing up, right? In the name of maturity. And do you, like, can we take that responsibility while still holding on to that? How do you, like, how do we do? And I mean, this is almost as much as a rhetorical question for myself. Like, how do we do that? How do we maintain both of those simultaneously? Yeah, I, 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 
I don't know. Like I, I I try to, to um, like, even when I was auditioning and stuff, like I tried when I walked in the room, like after so many years of being like told no, or you're too short or you're too fat or you're not blonde, you're, you know, like all the things like I tried to be like, okay, well maybe this time will be different or like, oh, that girl's here. She's going to book it. She's worked with this person more than I have. It's like, I, I really think it's like actively practicing, like to try to tap into Mm. that mentality, especially in an industry where you're like, it's like, no, most of the time. Yep. Um, I think you're right. I think it is a muscle. I think it is a muscle to flex, you know, it really is. Um, and knowing that, how do we take that into our other relationship? How do we raise our kids under that too? And we're going to, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think that's important for all of us to think about as parents, right? It's how do we, how do we uh, set that as a foundation for, for the young people that we love so much and, and are yeah. leading so much. So n- now correct me if I'm wrong, but it was during that show. Is that when you discovered the MS? Yes. So I was, I was on, um, I, I, they asked me back, uh, to come perform with the contestants on season seven. And I ended up going on tour with them. And I would say about halfway through the tour, I lost, I got, I was like super numb from, I was completely numb from the waist down. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I, you know, I'm kind of short. So I, I'm pretty short. So I always get paired with like the shortest dudes. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, like maybe he like dropped me once or twice, you know? Um, But like, so I thought I hurt my back. Um, but I, uh, I basically was telling, you know, I was telling my doctor, I was like, I called and I was like, Loki, I think I have multiple sclerosis because I, I was doing a lot of like of the research and I went down, like, of course, like a medical rabbit hole. Um, and basically he was like, you're crazy. You're doing 10 dances a night, six shows a week. Like, you know, like you probably just pinched a nerve. We'll check you out, blah, blah, blah. And I kept pushing and pushing and I, I ended up my, you know, my grandma had primary progressive um, multiple sclerosis. So she like, you know, she had a tremor and she like really couldn't walk well. And like, here I am like a professional dancer, like on stage in front of thousands of people every night. And I'm like, I think I have multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. So when I, um, I got back, I was tested and they found lesions on my brain and plaque on my spinal cord. And so it was a quite, um, and I was young, I was young. I was 23 yeah. and it was, uh, it, on February 1st, it'll actually be 11 years. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was really, uh, you know, messed up way. Like it, it, I felt a lot of clarity because I felt like finally, like I had a, like an actual tangible thing to now move forward with and treat. Um, but I'm very much like my husband tells me, he's like, you just pummel through. You're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, I, and like, you just go. And yeah. I think if I could go back, I would have like digested it a bit more. And yeah. I would have, I would have like maybe um, taken care of myself, you know, more. And yeah, but it's like, I was like, I'm good. It's like, no, you weren't good. Like, <laughs> It's a big life change. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's so, a big deal. So when you're looking at that right now, Courtney, and please forgive my internet, we are having some wicked weather here. Um, when you're looking at that right now, how are you? I I know that that was a big thing to digest. 
But how are you managing that currently? Like, what are you doing day in and day out that helps you to not let this identify who you are? Um, I think, you know, when I told my neurologist, when my, when I was diagnosed, my, I was literally like, okay, what does this mean for me? It's like my, my life dances, my life. Like, what do you mean? My brain is trying to like rob my body of movement. And, um, I, you know, she said the best thing for you to do is to keep moving. And so it's like, I I never really stop. Um, I, it is, you know, movement, whether it's like working out or keeping, you know, dancing or keeping myself strong and like active is like next to my family, like the most important thing to me, because it's like, I'm, I am not going to give in to that. Um, and I also think, you know, some, my husband and I just had this conversation too. Like I, I am not a doctor. I don't have proof of this. I feel that the, these autoimmune diseases are very much a stress driven, um, situation. I feel like that really triggers it. And it's like trying to deal with my stress a little, the stress of every day a little better. Um, but yeah, like keep moving. And then like, when I need to like say, no, I can't do this right now. Like as far, whether it's like going out to dinner or like on Sunday nights, I'll, I will look at my schedule and, you know, with, with Jonah and he'll be like, are you okay that we have like three things like back to back to back? Like, should we, you know, take away one of them? So like, I can like just sit around and do nothing after the kids go to bed, you know, and like, kind of like recharge. Um, so those are some of the things that I do. I have a great team of people around me. I, um, I've like, I, my joke is like MS was kind of like a Brita, like it like totally filtered out people in my life that I just have like that, you know, like my friends, my best friends, they don't require work. Like they don't require expectation. They have no, um, you know, so I feel like anybody that like stressed me out in my life, I was like, bye, you know? So I, I, I feel like I'm surrounded by good people. You know, there are some days where it like really punches me in the face. And then there are some days where like, I forget I have it. Um, which is a great thing. That is a great thing. And I, yeah. you know what, I love, I love what you're outlining there too, with Jonah and him checking in on you. I remember seeing something. Um, I don't remember if you, if I saw that you wrote it or if I listened to something that you had said, but it was something where you said, um, Jonah said to you at some point, this isn't just your disease, it's our disease. Yeah, that was right? a real wake up call. But um, that's, that's a good, like that. He's a good man. High, high five, yeah, right? Like, like we're going to do this together, mama, you know, and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. I love that. He's really, um, I put it in our vows. Like he, yeah. I woke up one morning and he was reading this like book that was like this giant book about MS and, you know, like, and all the things that, what it's about and how you could, and I like, just when I like woke up and I like looked at him and he was like, what, you're never going to read this. He's like, so I'm underlining. The- <laughs> I got stuff to do like, mama. Yeah. yeah like I just, I like, <laughs> I started to cry because yeah. it's, I really, you know, I was dating a guy when I was diagnosed, but I was super like, this is my disease. I'm handling it. You know, like even with my family, like I never wanted, I I never wanted them to be worried. Like I never, you know, um, 
my mom is not like this, um, emotionally verbal person. And like, I remember when I was diagnosed, like she looked like a cry now looked at me and she just said, I just wish I could take this from you. Like, I wish it was me. And mm. so I'm just like, and now as a mother, I like, I actually like, can't even like, even like dream of that happening to my child. And like, you know, the, um, it's, yeah, it's just, I, I try my best to share when I am feeling things that you can't see. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, I constant, and I, I recently, my son is super verbal in a town. It's like, we call him a chiacchierone, like a, like a, he just doesn't stop speaking. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder when he asks me, like, he sees like my like medicine bottle, like with the vitamin, all like the things. And he's just like, like, what is that? What, what is that? And I'm like wondering like, wow, when is, when is the right time that you share that? Or like, do you want to make it a thing? Or do we just like, you know, so, I mean, I think about that too. Like for my husband, my husband was like, it's all good. Like I, in my brain, I was like, you know, in like 40 years, you might, maybe you have to put on my pants. I don't know. Like, I, you know, um, but yeah, I think sometimes I, sometimes it, and sometimes I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I wanted, I want to find out about Joan. I want to find out where you guys, I just, I want to find out where you guys met, how you guys got connected. And then I want to take a look on the um, parent and ladies. I want you to be able to jump into. So I'm going to ask her about Jonah. I want to hear where she met Jonah. And I want to, um, to take a look at kind of some of these experiences, right? Being out there on the stage, um, battling something, you know, like MS. And I, I want to pull some of the lessons out as, as parents too. And how do we use those to make us better on the parenting side and make us more intentional on the family side? Um, but then I want you ladies to jump into and, and be able to ask some questions. So if you start having some come to mind, go ahead and pop your hand up so we can get you in here in a sec too. But um, tell us about meeting Jonah. So I, um, was dating a guy for good guy for like five years. Um, and I booked a job as assistant choreographer, uh, for hair, the musical they were doing at, at the Hollywood bowl. And so, um, when I, so I was working right directly under the choreographer and we went into the rehearsal room and he was one of the leads and he was like, I've worked with a lot of actors and actresses and sometimes, sometimes you, you have to like, you know, like just say things in like a different way and not, you don't want to affect Jonah was like all business, like came to work, like knowing his lines, knowing other people's lines. So that way, if they messed up before he, 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 like, that was what I first noticed was like, he was super, super smart. Um, and on it. And I, and I liked his mind. Like I thought that was, and he was like a total babe too. Like it was fine, but like, but he was like really smart and, um, yeah, we, we, it was like, it was quick. And the producer kind of knew that like, we both were like kind of connected out kind of thing connected and so hair it's all about love and the Vietnam war and like the, the seven blah, blah, blah. and he was like, okay, so like in the beginning, like during Aquarius, which is the first song, like you guys just kiss and like keep moving, like show. And we had to perform it three times at the Hollywood Bowl. And by the third night, we were very late to our spots. 
And so it was, it, we like hit it off right away. And he wrote me this ridiculous, like amazing card at the end of the whole experience that caused me to be like, okay, I have like, you know, this, there's nothing wrong with this guy, but he was just, it just wasn't right. And he was always out of town. And, um, but he, he was, he really kind of like came in there and like swooped me up and, um, and then it was like quick, like we were dated, we dated for 11 months. He asked me to marry him. He booked a job in New York, went to, we went to New York, we were engaged for a year. Then we got married and came back here. <laughs> and That's it was awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Like a, when you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Good for you guys. That's so rad. And you're in California? Yes. Or are you guys in Southern California? Yeah, Los Angeles. In LA. Okay. No, I was born born and raised in California, but we've been, oh, out for, been out for two years. So uh, we are in, uh, we got a farm in North Carolina. So nice. So we're, yeah, we're out in the mountains out here, but um, definitely miss some, uh, definitely miss some, some phenomenal people in yes. California. Don't necessarily miss California, but miss some phenomenal people yes, there for sure. I understand completely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So tell us about, tell us about the babies. So I had Joey. Joey is, he'll say, he'll say, mommy, I'm four and, I'm four and three quarters. Okay. Good man. Um, Sorry. Got to keep it. Got to keep it dialed in at that age for sure. So Joey is four and three quarters. And then Raquel, she will, she will be a year old, January 29th. Um, my son, he is like, he has such an amazing creative, um, imagination. He forgets nothing. He's in, he's super smart. Um, he's funny and sweet. Um, he is my wild child. Like he's my, he is r- a rough and tumble boy. Um, and then Raquel, it's funny. I said to my husband, she's only, she's only a year. She'll be a year end of January. I'm like, she, she's exactly what I pictured in my brain of like, when I was like, who, what, who's the little person I'm going to yeah. be? Like she's exactly what I think. She's like a little meatball. She's like the sweet. She's like like she uses her little fingers when she like picks up when she like wants something. She, it's like it's like at the top of her lungs, but like she'll be like jumping on top of Joey and like wrestling him. And he, she's like she's starting to walk already. Like she's a total savage, but like the girly girl. So I'm like, it's great. Love that. It's the best, man. Oh, it's the best. Nothing, absolutely nothing better. So as you're looking at um, moving forward, as you're looking at kind of the trajectory of of the world and all the craziness that is going on, yeah. and you guys are balancing careers and raising, you got these young heroes. What are you guys looking at, um, you know, kind of a few years out? What are you guys thinking in terms of what you want mission-wise for the family, what you're looking at, you know, education-wise, growing the family? Like, what's kind of the what's kind of that trajectory for as much as obviously we can't control everything that is going on, but as far as controlling the controllables. As far as the controllables go, like we, I actually, I love the things you post about education. I think it is, it's the most important. I mean, you're raising an, like an entire generation and whether it's you or teachers or or whoever your tribe is, like they're spending a lot of time with your kid and you really want to mm. make sure that like the things are that are at least you know being implemented in their lives um mm. and that they're learning are you know match your values and so you know my son actually he goes to a um 
a Jewish day school. And he's like, I gotta say, you know, when he, he was little, he was like, he was like maybe two and going like, you know, three days doing like the three hour thing. He was a biter. My child was a biter. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, the way that like that, that was handled, I know it sounds stupid, but like the way that they handled it, it wasn't like a like bad child, bad mom, what are you teaching? They they really showed from the very beginning that they had an extremely holistic approach mm -hmm. to each child's learning ability. Um, they were open to, um, they had suggestions. They were open to hear, they made me feel safe as a mother of like what, what, you know, this stuff kind of means like developmentally, it's completely normal, but I think my son's little brain goes faster. I think his like little into the intellectual uh, brain doesn't match the maturity of the, sure. the tiny pint size human that it's in. Um, and I think sometimes he gets like yeah. crazy. And, and so it's like, I don't know everything. It's like, I don't know everything. I am, I, what I do love and what I love about Jonah too, it's like, you hear all these things, you learn all of these things, but really it's like, there's no harm in learning and hearing all of them. But as a parent, um, we have really stuck to what we feel is right. And where my son is in school is so receptive to that. And are very communicative about the things that they're learning. And, you know, um, and I have found myself uh, really enjoying, but also think it's important um, being even more involved in the school. Um, I threw, I threw a party for the pre-K moms and dads. And there you go. <laughs> it's, it's like, you are, that is your, you are creating community and it is important that like, you know, at least I feel this way that, you know, your community and like, you know, what your kid is learning and you know, who they're hanging out with. Like, I think I sent you like, um, that Sebastian Maniscalco skit. That's like, right. he's like, I look at all these shoes. I'm like, how'd you not know that your kid had 12 bazookas hidden in the closet? Right, like, how'd you right. not know that? You know, like, um, <laughs> like get out of here. Yes. Who pays the bills here? Um, so it is that it, I, I also think I've had to, um, so Joey definitely checks all the little boxes for, you know, a very hyperactive, mm -hmm. uh, ADHD or but like sure. he's not I I'm it's like all just learning the different tools and like and helping him you know setting him up for success so like which I as a mom have had to like learn as well um but I also think like Jonah and I talk about this too like it's like I see that you're feeling sad and I'm like Sometimes it's just like, cut it out. You yeah. know, I yeah. think there's like, there's this balance that you really need. And it's like, he's a very sensitive little boy, but I'm like, okay, cool. But how do I build like resilience? You know, when I'm on the playground, I'm like, there are playground rules that like are, you know, mm -hmm. you want to see what's going to play out before I like hold my child's hand through this situation. Like I, my, 
this is my personal favorite story. Like me, it was maybe like a year or two ago. And we, my son was at the playground. He was playing and wanted to play with these older kids and an older by, I mean, like six, um, yeah. were like, you're just a baby. You're just a little baby. Like we don't want you. And Joey turned around. And he was like, that's right. I'm mommy's baby. And I was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> so I feel like raising a confident child, but also like, you know, um, with resilience, but also not hardening him to where he's like, you know, so it, it's like all of that is like such a, a delicate balance kind of thing. And then for Raquel, like, I, I feel, I want her to feel like a strong woman. Like I want to show her that like, I'm, listen, I'm a feminist through and through. I will cook and clean till the cows come home. You know what I mean? But like, don't tell, don't like be like woman, you know, like I, I think it is really important for a, a, a woman to like, I take pride in, at least for me, like I take pride in my home and like being a wife and mother and like, if she wants to like do that, hell yeah, great. It's like my dad used to say to me, I don't care if you're a garbage man, you'd better be the best damn garbage man there is. Right. And it's like, I kind of um, view like, I try to view like motherhood and and being what, like I try to to have that mentality. Absolutely. In that, uh, like if she wants, like, I hope she's running a company one day, you know, like I want her to do whatever she wants to do, but I also want her to, you know, have autonomy and, and be, like, be a strong willed, um, woman. Absolutely. Oh, it's such, I love the way you're framing it. It is such a, it's such a balance, man. There's, you know, we always talk about, we talk about parenting nonstop and it's there. The reality is there is no such thing as a perfect parent and there never will be. Um, like there's just, that's an impossibility. But what we say is it should always remain the standard, right? And all that means is that there's always room to improve. There's always room to grow. Um, we're always going to continue to try to get better, but what's, what I love about, about this group, I love what I love about what you're saying is um, we're designed to know those small humans better than anybody else on the planet, right? They come from us. We are designed to know who they are. And our job is so much around just paying attention. It is that balance, right? But we're the ones that are going to spot how that balance works and, and when we got to push one way and when we got to pull another way, because our job is to pay attention to that young person, Right. And that's uh, what I always tell, you know, and I tell the dads that we're talking about too, man, you should know your kids in and out. You should know your wife in and out to where a song comes on and the wind's blowing this direction and somebody's wearing purple over here. Okay, cool. I know what my wife is going to, is going to think right now. I know how my young kid's going to react right now. Like I, because I am obsessed and I pay attention so much because it allows me to lead in a, in a way that allows them to be the best version of themselves. Right. That's like, that's it. That's the balance is always playing that game. We'll screw it up. We won't get it right. But it is, it's that balance and pushing and pulling and then taking a look at those character traits. Like you're saying, it's like, look, you want it to be the kindest person in the world, but you want resilience too. Um, it's like, you want them to, you know, uh, to be able to be an independent thinker, but also manners still matter. Right. It's like the tension that you keep between those two, you know, those two sides, man, that is that game. Um, it's crazy. Like the it other is. 
he tests my patience like no other. Like, yeah. he, like the other night, like he was, we were having, and I was like, I'm, so, I'm really sorry, but we're not, we're not going to do a story tonight. You know that, unfortunately, like when, when you do this, this happens, and so. It, like he was so sad and was crying and, and, and I was like, but I'll, we'll have, we can have a song, but I know, you know, there's a consequence sometimes. And the song, I like pulled it out from somewhere. I don't even know, but it was about how sometimes mommy have to, mommy has to do hard things. Even when she, even when it makes her heart hurt, she has mm-hmm. to do, even when it hurts her heart, she has to do her part, <laughs> you know, to like, it's, it's like parenting is like such a long game. Like you're really playing the long game. Like I, I look at my mom and dad and I'm like, how you stuck to your guns when I was like, you know, the bratty teenager or like, you know, my brothers were like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like it is, it's, it's really amazing and must've been so hard for them, but it's just like, you have to, you have to play the long game. Like you can't just listen. There are sometimes you pick your battles. You're like, yeah, have the ice pop and just please dear God. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but for the things that really matter, it's, it's sometimes really hard, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's, I, it's probably one of the most difficult things that we will ever do as humans. Um, and I put that right up against marriage um, you know, totally. <laughs> interacting, interacting with another human being all the time. And, and unfortunately they're not born with, um, manuals and they're all different. I have five, um, I have three bonus, uh, children and it's, it, I've got to raise these five humans and, and three are young adults now, and it is a long game. And I used to say that when they were three, and four and six and nine when we, when we only had four. Right. Um, and I, I think I was like, part of me was like, I don't know if I really believe that this is a long game because you, all you see for all of you young moms, like our moms on this call with young kids, you're like, you're so in Mm. ingrained in what's happening right now. It's hard to even imagine the long game. And I remember telling myself this often that this is a long game and this is going to pay off and this is going to pay off. And, and some days I'd look at, um, Kevin and I'd go, I think I'm lying to myself. I'm just trying to convince (laughs) myself that this is actually, (laughs) am I, are we doing this? Okay. And it's like, after, um, we just had a week away with all five of our kids for the first time in a, in a very long time and getting to interact with them as young adults, it's like, okay, I wasn't lying to myself. It is a long game. So ladies, uh, you know, I interacted with a few of you guys, um, uh, earlier today that have, um, these toddlers that are like two and a half going on 32, um, it, it is a season and they will turn into young adults and you'll appreciate all the hard work and patience that you put in during that season. So, um, I remember having that four, four and three quarter year old, um, child and that's, um, it's an amazing time. It's, it's amazing, but it's all, it's like insane. You're just like, oh my God, like it, it's, you know, but then like you have the thing that pays off, like at the Thanksgiving table, everybody's going around and saying what they're grateful for. And then he goes, I'm grateful for my family. I'm so grateful yeah. for my mommy and my daddy. And you're just like, Ugh. like you like melt. Into um, a- yep. you're like, okay, you're like, 
like we, we wanted to like kill you maybe like five minutes ago, but we, <laughs> we get it yeah, it's a, it's a perfection now. Oh, I love it. You know what? And I want to encourage, like you, I want to encourage all of you ladies, like what you said, you know, is, is very true and also isn't the, there's no manual for this. No, there isn't a written manual, but you know what there is? There is the love of a mother. There is the instinct of a mother um, that I think is so much more powerful than anything anybody is going to write out. You know, I used um, that, I talked about that poem when we had the gala in December, I, I cited my favorite poem um, by D.H. Lawrence and it's called On Self-Pity. And he says, I never saw a wild thing sorry for itself a small bird would fall frozen dead from a bow without ever having felt sorry for itself right i love that poem and i love the concept of these wild things never feeling sorry for themselves because every moment is spent being exactly what they are created to be right there's no pretense there's no trying to be a different animal there's no trying to raise a different kind of animal there's no they just lean into how they're designed and so instinctually naturally they go okay i'm going to pay attention to my young and i'm going to raise my young to the best of my ability and you know what i kind of know how to do it and so you ladies have that instinct even more so than we do like you guys are just phenomenal at that and listening to that. And then the beauty is when you have a tribe of other amazing humans who are on that same journey like this, right? Then you've got all that support, man. I don't think you need a manual. I think we just need exactly what we've got right here. And, and, you know, to move out the distractions, I just, I, I you know, I stand by it, man. I, one of the dads got on the call, uh, got on a call last week and he's like, Hey, I, uh, my wife's in the women's program. And I heard you said that the the ladies are, are uh, cooler than the guys. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I stand by it. I stand, I stand by it, man. Um, you know, it's just so true. Do you have a, um, you know, support you talking about your parents and how amazing they are. Obviously your husband uh, is an amazing human, like your support system too. Yes. Like who, who, who is that for you? Honestly, you know, what's what I, when I was telling you, I was the baby of the Knicks, yeah. all of those women became mothers like before I did. And so I really feel I'm, I'm like beyond grateful for them. It's like, they were there when like, I had questions about all these, you know, different things. And, um, I I'm great. I actually, when you were saying it's important, like that you women just have it, like, I am so grateful that for my tribe, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have like best friends from home that we became mothers at the same time. And just like, you know, I, I think groups like this are so important because motherhood could be kind of a lonely place sometimes. And I, and I really feel that, a gr- you know, speaking to whether they're your friends or joining a group like this, like, especially people from all over, like clearly everybody's feeling something similar. Like it's a thing and like, it should be talked about and it should be like, you know, worked through. And like, and I think, that it's, it's, it's something that's really important. You know, I, I talk to my mom about it all the time about like motherhood. And I'm like, I feel like, like my mom didn't have, I mean, she had groups of friends, but it's not like she would have like a night where she went out with her girlfriends, like where it was like my, I I never really saw her like fill her, fill her cup, you know, like, um, sorry. I'm like, Oh, I'm now seeing that there are comments. I'm so sorry. Oh no, no, don't be sorry. That's no. We're, yes. We're, without the judgment. Hell yeah. That's the biggest challenge. It sure is like, it is like, 
it is for sure the biggest challenge. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we all like try to act like we have our shit together, you know, excuse me, part of my French, but like, sometimes we're like, it's like, it's a lot, it's a lot. And, you know, and like, we are the, um, the backbone of our, of our, of our families, I feel like. And it's to own that role day in and day out. It's not a nine to five. It's not a, it's like when you're in it, you're in it. Like, I remember when Joey was born, I like looked at him and I was like, it wasn't, I had, yes, I was like a, I, I was obsessed with him and like, but I felt like, like a lioness. Like I felt this like mammal thing. Like I, I was like, if anybody tries to like deal, like right. met my family, like you done, you know, like I, I had this like, which, you know, and everyone's like, you, you love this person immediately. And it's like, I wasn't a pile of mush. I felt like a soldier or something like, you know, like it was a, um, I don't know. It was well, there's there there's that balance in there. So like we're talking about this this manual. I mean, there is that balance there too. We're talking about the balance of of you know you want them to be resilient and you want them to be kind. You want them to you want yeah. your little boy to be the warrior, but also the poet, right? The savage and the gentleman, right? But there's that balance exists in you ladies too, right? There is that. There is very much both sides of that where you are, you are the nurturing backbone of that whole family and you are, you know, that emotional, um, that emotional rock and you can bring that emotion to places that the men just can't do it. But then on the other side, you can, again, what's the other side? That's the tension in between the other side, that other side, you are a lioness, you are a protector. Yeah, it's like, and like to automatically like come into that, Mm -hmm. like you give birth and then it's like. Oh man, like, okay, mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. up, you know, like, um, am I allowed to answer some questions? Oh my gosh. Let's have, and ladies, you don't have to put it in the chat, okay. you can put your hands up and we can, I mean, you can jump in here live. That's the beauty of this whole okay. thing is throw a hand. Yeah. Fran, there we Fran, go. Yeah. I see, I see yours in there too. And I want to get it. Um, and we're going to get, let's, let's get a hand up in there too. Cause I want you to be able to say it out loud, Willow, but let's get you in. Yeah. Fran. Awesome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for jumping on. This is great. I appreciate and enjoy your story, but I did have a question. Um, Was there any hesitations to starting a family with MS? How did you kind of um, work through that? You know, I have wanted to be a mom. Literally, it's like, I don't, I don't even know, like since before I could remember, like, I feel like I just went it, like I was holding my baby dolls. Like I I've always wanted to be a mom. And I think, um, I, I didn't really have hesitations. I had more hesitation about like what it's like, I knew I wanted to be a mother. I, I like, I was in for that journey. My, my hesitation was, and I wanted to be married, but I think with the marriage part, my hesitation was like, what will my husband think? Like, will I be weak? And will I, you know, like, is this, uh, you know, you were all women here. Like, am I, well, you think it's like hot, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm hot when like, I'm like, maybe my legs don't work. I don't know. Like, um, but no, it wasn't, a he- it, it wasn't really like, that was not a, de- um, like a deciding factor of if I would have kids or not, especially when I learned that there is like the lowest chance in the history of ever that like, you know, I'm going to pass, you know, that on 
to, to him. Like they don't know whether it's environment, it hasn't, they don't know whether it's environmental or whether it is, um, a gene that you pass down, or maybe like the environment triggers something that is like, you know, they don't really know yet, but like, I think, you know, of course there's like that little glimpse, like that there's that thing in the back of your head. It's like, am I like, does, did I do something here? Like our pass it down, but I think I'd be doing um, I the wrong th- by not like fulfilling my dream of being a mom. I'd be doing myself more of a disservice. I love that. Yeah. And there, there's Morgan with one attached to her right now. Mm-hmm. Willow, I promise I'm going to get you. If you don't throw a hand up, I am going to get you. But throw, I encourage you to throw a hand up, Sue, and ask it out there too. But I will get you um, just, in, just in case. Morgan. Yes, I got one attached to me and one trying to get on the stove at the moment. So, you know, perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, No, so my question first of all, thank you again for taking your time to uh, talk to us. But at the very beginning of the conversation, you said that, you know, you were someone who followed like 99% of what your parents had said um, and advice. Is there anything that like really has stuck to you? If you could give like one piece of advice that you took to heart with you like it's just one of those things you keep going back to something maybe your dad or your mom had said or shown in your Daddy. household there's a few Daddy. things oh that cute little was that? Sorry. um i know sorry. <laughs> one thing my dad always did that i loved so much is he he was so honest like he would say he would say things like you know, if I wanted to extend my curfew or if I, whatever, he'd be like, Courtney Ann, this is mommy and daddy's first time doing this too. Like we're growing right alongside of you. Like you gotta give, you gotta give us some grace. You gotta have patience. Like, you know, so I, I, I always loved that so much. Um, and you know, there are times where I want to be like, because I said so, but it's like my dad, (laughs) but you know, like, my dad always like would, would say that like, and he'd be like, you gotta like, you gotta take Mm -hmm. it. And like, even with like guys, like he'd be like, he was honest. He'd be like, listen, no, like I know I was one. I know what they want. Like I, you know, we're not. So I think honesty and the line of like keeping the line of communication really open. Um, my dad would always say like, you got to be a gracious loser and a gracious winner or else nobody's ever going to want to see you succeed. Um, so I think I I've, I've carried that with me. Um, there's like a lot of things my dad, my mom and dad have said, you know, my, um, my mom really had like a rough, um, she had an amazing mother and father, but there was a, you know, she lost her brother when she was younger. And, um, I think, what she has taught me now, um, is to, you know, really to say how, how you're feeling. Um, you know, I think sometimes she has like some regrets about that of like, you know, just feel like being a little bit more vulnerable. I think I would have like, I, you know, when my dad, my dad was like super vulnerable, like sometimes I'd be like, all right, dad, you could like stop talking. But it's like now, like there are decisions, like, you know, there are things like I'm as a grown ass woman, like I hear my dad in the back of my ear, you know, or like even like with my mom, like my mom would always be like, 
you know, you, you got to focus, you got to like, keep your mind right. You like, you know, you have to keep busy. We're not going to, you know, you're not about to get in trouble. And like, you know, and there was like a very honorable fear I had in my parents. It wasn't like a fear, but it was like, I always wanted, like, there was like a, I think that, is that a good thing? It's an honorable fear. It was like, not, I just never wanted yeah, to. absolutely. Right. Like, I never wanted mm-hmm. to like disappoint them because like, you know, they trusted me. They believed in me. They like, you know, I never, I never wanted to, um, like disappoint them or them. yeah. Like, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I always felt like they always made me feel that no matter what happens, even as a woman, as, as a mom now, as a married mm-hmm. woman, that like, I would always have a place to land, you know, like, and yeah, it, it was like a very like, um, like mafia mentality, like, like, like family first, like family first. Or like, even if like, when I was like playing with the neighbors next door and like, you know, I knew my brother like was little and like, wasn't that good at kickball. And my dad would be like, Cornean, come over here. And he'd be like, you don't let anybody not pick your brother. Like you, you stay with your brother. That's your brother. Like all these people at the end of the day, nothing. But you put your head on the pillow that night. That's your brother. Like that's your boy. And like, I, I like was saying that to my husband actually, last night we were talking about it and I was saying it was like very like um like I want to give like I want my my son to know like that's your sister you protect your sister like you are the big brother like you are um you know like that those are the kinds of things that like I I feel like my parents like really um instilled in me yeah, I love that. I love all of that. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so good. And what you painted was a picture of a very we mentality. What you said what about what your dad said, uh, saying, hey, look, this is the first time. This is the first time I've done it too, right? And, and I always want, you know, all parents to give themselves, you know, there's, a, again, the balance, the tension between giving yourself right. grace and then not letting yourself off the hook too, right? right. There's, there's, there's those two. But understanding, like I, my, my kids right now are, my oldest would be 13 this week. So 13, you know, 10 and seven. Well, I've never had a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old before, right? So it's the first time doing that too. So everybody's growing, but for them to verbalize that too, just makes the whole mission of the family a we thing versus mom and dad and then kids, right? Like it is like, no, we are all doing this together. I'm helping you grow. You're helping me grow. Like that changes the dynamic, right? I mean, it just does. In a big way. Big time. Big time. Oh, so beautiful. I know we only have a few minutes left, but I want to make sure I grab these these ladies in here too. Willow, thank you for jumping in, my friend. Go of for course, it. Of course. So great to meet you, Courtney. And I'm, I'm loving all this. You are a treasure. Um, so my question, you have experienced so much outside um, influence, especially in where you've been and, and how you've performed and all the people. And now I'm from South Jersey, right? So I know where you're at yeah. being from Long Island. Like I know your people. Yeah. <laughs> so my question, and maybe that's all part of it is how do you stay grounded in your character? Like this month, we're really involved in character and code and really focusing on who we are in that space. How have you been able to really stay true to that in the midst of all that you've been surrounded with? I, my, um, my code when I would be 
dancing or on a job or, um, you know, they've like, when I first moved to LA, I remember they gave me like, um, I was doing this like crazy thing for this, like guns and roses Purdue. I don't even know. Um, and they handed me basically like pasties and like, like, and I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I, that's a no for me, you know, like I, and I, I didn't do it. I I refuse to do it because like, if I can't listen, my dad knows that like things come with the job, like little skimpy thing it is, but it's like, I'm not going to do anything that like my parents Mm. could not watch and be like, that's my daughter. You know, like I, that was kind of like my, um, that was, that was my, my boundary, you know, like I did rock of ages and I was like dancing, like, you know, there are like the strippers, but it's like, I wasn't doing anything that was like gross. Like I, you know, that like I was, there was like 30 dancers and it was a dance thing. It wasn't something like gross. Um, you know, so it's just like having those standards. Like I feel like I went in my head, like I, those, that's where I would, that's where I would go back to. Like, can I tell my parents that I'm doing this? Like, can my, can I be proud and look at myself, um, when I wake up in the morning of like the decision that I made, like, you know, I did this, like, I did this thing with this rapper and they wanted us like doing this thing on the floor. And I was like, absolutely not. Like (laughs) my dad's going to watch this and I, you know, I don't ever want them to be, feel ashamed. And also like, I don't ever want to be like, I don't ever want to be ashamed. Like, you know, my son, the internet's the internet. Like he's going to go and like, see me dancing on TV and like little, like, you know, like a bra tops and little, like as like an NBA dancer, like on this hit the floor show, like, you know, like he, those are things that like, you know, it's a, it was a legit job. It was like a legit, but it's like, those things were like, I want to look back and I want to, I want to be okay with me. And I want my kids to my children to be okay with who their mother is. And I want my, my parents to be proud of the woman that they raised. Like, so that's, that's really been my bar. Like the, the, the body image thing. I feel like I ever, I feel like every woman's it's like, yeah, okay. We all have those issues, but like, I feel like, um, the, the bar, like, you know, as far as like bodies go, like it, it's, it was my profession, you know, it was my life. It was like, I was in tights and a bodysuit since I was really young. I had to like look in the mirror and like what I liked to see. And so I think it was really important. You know, I, I, I have to say, like, I feel like my parents, like I instilled confidence in me that like, I, you know, I ha- I that if even if I didn't like what the the physical image that I was I liked who I was on the the inside which helped me on the outside if that makes sense. That's beautiful. What a and what a legacy, right? Like your parents have instilled in you, and you're looking to and now instill in your children. As we just had this whole conversation about kids and how you're sharing that through, like Thanks. really Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. It is. Oh, so good. Hey, I know it's, I know it's three your time. I know you got to pick up soon. Are you, do, there's a couple more hands. Are you good yeah, for a couple I, more? I'm 
good until like 325. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I just want to make sure we're good for a couple more. Yeah. And, and, um, so that's awesome. Thank you. And I love, yeah, I love that last story too. That again, speaks to the relationship too with, with your parents and, and how, you know, there's, there was a mutual respect, obviously that was there and cultivated in that too. You know, that's, that's beautiful. When we have those standards that we set for ourselves and we have those standards that we lead our family with our children, those standards are, you know, ingrained in there too and, and kept forward. So no, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Is my friend Brett. How you doing, young lady? Hello, sir. I'm well. Thanks. Good to see you. Um, Courtney, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I love your story. I wish we got to hear a little bit about the business side of things. I love how you have taken um what you are going through and just serving other people that are are going through um what you are. That is incredible. But I I hope we get to hear a little bit about it, but I do want to ask you, um, I appreciated Willow's question because I struggle. My youngest, my seven-year-old, she is like when she turned one, I'm like, this girl is a singer. She's a dancer and she's in theater like heavy right now. And I can't, and I get, but I get scared because of what I see from the industry. So hearing your story um, inspires me to keep cultivating that passion of hers um, like how, I know it's probably a whole experience with your dad and your mom. Um, so I'll just, I'll ask this question, how your dad encouraged you to look out for your brother? Um, I know that seems like off topic, but it's something I'm struggling with, with my girls is getting like the unity they play and they love each other deep but there's there's a lack of unity when there's other friends around so would you do something different from how your dad cultivated that relationship no I don't think I would it's like I think at that time like your girls are probably like that's my friend like I want to be with my friends like it's like I think explain it like maybe like, I think, I think, and I don't know if this is right, but I think like, I would say like, listen, like what you got to, you got to respect your sister's space. Like when there's a friend over or something, but like, you got to know, like, that's your sister. And the way you like made her, like, you, you can't be nasty to her in that moment and like make her feel like she's not welcome. She's your sister. And at the end of the day, these friends, you know, what well, my doubt, he'd be like, they'd mean nothing. <laughs> um, but, like, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like that's your sister and that's the most important thing. And like, I I see that now. And I feel like in that moment, like my example with like kickball, like I, I was like, but like Robbie's a good player. Like that's who I want on my team. Like Vincent's still holding the Barney doll, you know, and like, I want to win here, you know, but I think like just hearing, you know, that my dad, it was like drilled into our head, like, like family first, family first, like, I don't know. Like it was, it was almost like invo involuntary. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. And then just one more, how would you say that um, you didn't get enamored, like drawn into the, because I'm sure you've had to make a lot of decisions where you're like, nope, my Kid, my future kids are going to see that. My parents are going to see that. Like, where do you think, because that's, that's a hard decision to make when you're like, I have this dream. You're obviously, you've been passionate about it. How do you think the foundation, anything from just the strong 
parental advice at home. Yeah. I have to say, like, I really, this is like kind of like the first time I'm like digging, like actually really thinking about it. But like, I, I really think like that had to come from like those decision-making. Yeah. Like I definitely had to come from my, my parents, like for sure. Like it was like, you know, thinking, even thinking like as a teenager, like walking out and like the little skirt in the crowd, like that's cute. Make a Yui. You're not going out of the house like that. Like that. My mom kind of, love it. My mom would like, say, what do you think, like, what do you think boys are going to think when they see you dress like that? Like that kind of thing. And it's like, sure. Like, should I be able to dress however I want to dress and like be, you know, uh, yes. Should I be able to like wear, uh, you know, whatever bag I wanted down the street at 3 a.m.? Sure. Would I? No, because it's like, I know I can't change the world, but I can change how I act in, in the world. And like, I, so yeah, I do. I feel like, I feel like that's really like from my parents. And I, and I, I also think like, I also think like looking at like knowing this probably is like a flaw, but I like, you know, as a dancer, sometimes it's really, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a rough road, but like I booked this job where like, it was a six month long, like contract job as a dancer. And like, I remember, I know that that is like a freakishly like rare thing for a dancer to get, to be like, you know, Fridays, you get a consistent paycheck. Like that's crazy. Um, and I remember calling my mom like on the first day and being sad about the fact that it's going to end, like about being like, you know, one day this is going to end and I'm going to be, you know, like, oh my God, like what's next? You know, my, and my dad said to me, he's like, you know, Courtney, and sometimes I feel like you don't enjoy your success. You just constantly feel this relief of not failing. And I was like, that's crazy. like, what a, what a, what a thing to, um, what a thing to like, uh, observe, like that's, mm. I shouldn't be like that. However, like, I, I do feel like that, that mentality of like calling my mom and being like, this is going to end. Like it made me in many moments where I would be like, ugh, like they're, they're extending rehearsal that at many hours, where like, I'd want to like really complain. Like, I'd be like, all right, like this is this is it. Like I'm lucky to be on doing this job and getting a paycheck. Like I have friends that are not working. Like so I think just like remaining like real, like being a realist about like who I'm around. I don't care if you're like Al Pacino or like, you know, like like those kinds of things. Like my dad always used to say, my mom and dad always used to say it too. Like they bleed the same way that you bleed. Like it that we don't, we don't idolize people like that kind of thing. Um, which I really love, like, like basically like you could admire people. You could like, like, you know, I look at like somebody like Kobe Bryant. I'm like, Oh my God, like your work ethic, your drive, like, hell yeah. But like, I never like, I never had like posters on my wall of like people like my, my dad would be like, get that shit off the wall. Like we don't, we don't do that. You know? So I think just keeping that those kinds of conversations kept me grounded. Sorry if that was long-winded. I like oh, thinking as I was going. Love it. Sorry. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was really good. And that that differentiating, you know, living 
not to lose is different than living to win. Like that's a different sort of mentality, you know, and I, I really like that. And Britt, you know, part of what your question, man, is you're talking through that, like, you know, you, we're all, we're, we're the inner voices for our young heroes, for their mind. Like we start out as the inner voice, that little inner voice we all have, like it starts out as us, it's the parents. Oh. And then what happens is they get older and they start going through the different developmental stages. And then there's all these other influences that come in too. And naturally they need to look outwards and they need to do that. So we've got a couple jobs as parents, every time they're switching, um, you know, and they're taking that next developmental leap, one, we need to take a look and go, okay, well, what are the outside influences? And look, we can't control everything, but can we make sure there's positive influences that, that are around them? That's a huge part of it because they're going to start adopting that for their inner voice too. But then two, do we shift? Do we change? You know, and what Courtney's outlining with, outlining with her dad, it sounds like he had, you know, maybe a really intuitive push on this as she grew and changed and took these leaps he changed a little bit as a dad too, right? As a parent, like you change a little bit there too, because that is what allows you the relationship to continue to have a little bit of that inner voice there, right? Because now you're jumping. I've been trying, you know, and I obviously, man, again, no such thing as perfect parent. And I screwed up a lot too, but I, you know, try to do that with, with my kids too. And I'm watching, you know, Loudon as he's kind of stepping into that next, he's about to be eight and there's kind of that brain jump and I can sort of see it happening. So I'm changing my approach a little bit too, by paying attention to what he needs, you know? And so, um, I don't know, man, it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating day thing. Oh, this is all my favorite stuff right here. All right, we'll get last but not least right there, my friend Amber Rand. Good to see you, young lady. Hi, thank you for having me. Mm. Thank you so much for being here, Courtney. I really appreciate you sharing your story. It's so thank inspiring. Thank you. Um, my question to you is, what are some daily habits and routines that have made a positive impact on your MS? And how do you stay so resilient through it all? Um, working out is definitely like working on the, the physical health is something that I, I, I try and do regularly, like for sure. Um, as a mom and a woman, my husband will tell you, I tell him in advance, I'm like, I need this evening. I'm washing my hair. I'm shaving my leg. We're going to lock the bathroom door. I'm doing me this evening. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. See you tomorrow. You know, like he knows that like, it's like, but it's like doing what I need to like, you know, maintain my sense of self. I think honestly, I, I think it helps like my spirit and MS and my marriage and me as a mom. Like I, I feel like giving me the opportunity to like go you know go to the gym or work out of my house or like blow dry my freaking hair like my mop it's like just giving myself like that time um i think really you know helps like i had i had such an interesting conversation with my my friend who you know she's um she just had a baby she loves her job um they want to promote her, but it's more hours away from her family. And she's like, I just, she's like, and she's like really struggling, like with the, um, okay. I'm so sorry. Court Courtney Bryant Clarksville the walls protocol was the big giant book that my husband was reading in and, and was underlining things and was trying to make me read. So that's very funny. I, I would definitely, I should reread the underlined pages for my husband. Um, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's funny. 
Um, but I forget what I was saying because that was just. It's all. <laughs> but no, you, were, yeah, you were like, talking. Just... You were talking about self care and in yep. the importance of yeah. of self care in terms. I know there's so many ladies on this call right now that have littles and. I would say majority of the women here are working as well and our wives and we're sisters and, you know, all of the things that come along with that. And my, my big motto is choose you. And for a lot of women, that sounds selfish, but there's, when we have that baby for the first time, and this has happened to all of us on this call, you don't, you lose your identity you know, because everything, especially if you're breastfeeding and it's like every piece of me now belongs to another human being. And as I made a schedule this week and the first thing that went in my schedule every day was my fitness. And I didn't start that way. I, I, I can't say that I've always loved fitness, but I have learned over the course of of years that that's my body is the vehicle that runs everything. Me being a mom, me being a, a business owner, me being a wife, me being everything. And, and my, one of my daughters thought that was a, a like, she was, this is so like, she thought it was selfish. She couldn't, and she didn't use the word selfish, but she couldn't understand why I was going to the gym and she had to do homework where it was loud and there was music playing. And it, it was fun to discover that with her and explain that to, to her. And she's now a collegiate athlete. So I'm like super proud of her and she'll get to have that experience with her children. Because I was it's just something- going to say, she's going to like, wake up and be like, remember that time? Yes. Because yes. it's like, you, you have to fill your cup. Like in the beginning, I think I was, I was the exact same way too. And Jonah actually had to say to me, why do you think if you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first? Like, why yep. do you, like, it, it's, be, it's literally because you, you, to, to help everyone around you and to do all, which is like, sometimes like, let's be real. It's like such sometimes like an impossible task. Sometimes you're just like, you're driving, you're going, you're this, you're that. I congratulate myself when I pee, when I have to actually pee, you know, not to be sorry, man. You know, it's like, it's just like, those, those are just what it is someday, you know, like it's like, or like, I'll look at the clock and I'll be like, damn, it is three o'clock. I had a, a, a bar this morning. Like, you know, like I should probably eat something. Like, it's just, it is, it is a, it is like, that is another thing I, I feel like moms have to actively do is like practice, like putting yourself, you know, first. And it sounds like, you know, um, it does sound selfish a little bit. Cause it's like, I live for my children. I breathe. Like if my son was like, if somebody was like, you need to die tomorrow for your kids, I'd be like, okay. Like, you know, like it wouldn't even be a, a thing. So it's like, you know, in that regard, you're just like, yeah, okay. I know it's not selfish. Let's just stop right there. Um, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. And it's practice. It takes practice. It's not, it doesn't come natural because everything will come in front of you. Like even the cat, like you'll like whatever animals you have, you'll put those things in front of yourself as well, because it's like one more thing. And it, I like the, the, the fact that you said it takes practice. Um, and some days we're, we're better at it and some days we're terrible at it. And it's a reminder, um, to all of us, um, to, to put that into practice, because when you serve yourself, you serve everyone else so much better. Yeah. 
And then, and I feel crazy. Like sometimes, like sometimes, like, listen, there are like moms who are divorced mothers that have to work, that have to like do what they have to do. And there are some, like when I, if I say things like that, they're probably be like, yeah, okay. That's cute for you who have like, you live in like a, a nice house with like great kids and a great husband. Like I'm alone, I'm in an apartment and I'm like with my children and I need to like pay the bills. And so like in that regard, it's like, I, I get that too. It's like, you got it. Like those are people who are like hustling that like sometimes cannot fill their own cup. But like my friend actually said to me, who is kind of in that situation, she said to me, like, I congratulate myself when I pee, when I have to pee. She's like, I know that's like a small thing, but it's like, I've put it because I can't go get my hair blown out and like do it. Like, she's like, I put it in the self-care category. Um, yeah. And it's on the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. And my friend, like, who is like, you know, I have to like weigh out, like, is this job opportunity, like, you know, worth it? And, and like, is my kid, you know, it's, it's crazy that sometimes women actually like their brains, my husband and I had that conversation too. It's like, sometimes men, do, they don't have to think like that. It's like, they, that is not, that is not a part of their brain. Like I love working. I'm like a workhorse, but now it's like, I'm, you know, I, if I can work sometimes great, but it's like, and I, and I have my, I have the luxury to say that, you know, um, but it's like, when I remember, like when I got the job, this fitness job, like I was just like, oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to be like feeding the baby. Like who's going to feed the baby. And like, you, you, you have to think you have just have so much more to think about as a woman. True story. And I you know, encourage you if you guys do have, you know, and I know, like you said, there's people that don't have that, that scenario and they're, you know, single moms and that man, and just so much, so much respect. If you do have that husband at home, um, you know, I'll just speak from the men's perspective. A lot of times we don't think about that because we're not built that way. And, and that's not excusing anything. It is just, just so, you know, that is the natural state. And so sometimes just, you know, that, that reminder of like, look, this is how it, like, I need to do this because, um, and man, you know, we'll get on, get on board and make sure we can support that. That's what that teamwork looks like. You know, I think it's great that you're, that like, you're listening to all of these women speak like, that's mm. so awesome because like, it's like, you're like getting such a perspective from so like, sometimes I'll say, I'll be like, you know, also my husband, like my one thing, he'll be like, not all women. And I'll be like, yes, all women will feel that blah, blah, blah. And, and, <laughs> and he's like, not all women. And I'm like, you know, and that is totally like a thing that will come out of my mouth. And I just feel like, um, here being like exposed to conversations like this, or like, I am so happy when other moms or other women like say things in front of him that like, I'll look at him. I'll be like, you know, like, and, <laughs> you know, that's, well, and that's the beauty of this. And that's why, I mean, I love this, this group of humans so much, right? Because you've got the men and we want to talk about being men and what it looks like to be men and the men's perspective. And then we have the ladies and what is the ladies perspective? And yeah. then how do we right. all come together and make the family perspective too? Those are all different verticals and the exact same thing and the exact same mission, right? So it's, it's much as we can understand every component of that, you know, to put it all together in the best way possible, man. It's the, it's the most amazing humans on the planet around here. It's the best. Awesome. It is the best. Oh, so cool. I know you've got to get running too. And I'm going to, what I'll do is, is I'll end up popping off. So ladies, you all can debrief and, and do whatever you want to do without the gray bearded guy um, <laughs> in the room too. And I'll let wit, you know, handle that. But um, Court, where the last question, where can people find you? And 
Other caveat, how do we continue to support you and your family? And uh, the Apogee Strong family, like, how do we support you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Courtney Ann Platt, P-L-A-T-T. Um, and DM me. I like, I love these conversations so much. Like I think connecting with people is power and knowledge is power. And like, I, I think creating community, like I was saying is like so important. And so please like I reach out, like I would, I would love that. Um, I'm super involved with the MS society. Like if Mm. I want to donate, I, I, I'm like, they're doing amazing things. Um, yeah, but like personally connecting is like it feeds my soul for sure. Awesome. So, yeah. Oh, you're the best. Well, thank you. Um, honored by it. And um, and I'm gonna let the ladies do their thing too. So I'm gonna hop off too, but I'm gonna shoot you a message too and hop off because I want to make sure we connect. But so grateful for you. Uh, so you. grateful for you coming thank in, taking the time. Gosh. That's the best. That's the best. And ladies, grateful for all of you. Grateful for everybody being in here, hanging out, having the conversation, the way you guys all show up and lead. Um, I'll hop off so you and Wick and you guys can all finish out, but um, sending love to everybody here in the room. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney, for being here in your time. Of course. All right. I'll talk, talk soon, everybody. Court, I'll reach out to you. Thanks, awesome. Thank, Thank you. Y'all.